Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. It is a hot June afternoon slash early evening as I'm recording this on my ride home. And, uh, well, boys and girls, men, women, other, however you choose to call yourself. I'm not trying to be exclusionary. Um, folks, we'll go with the generic folks. Folks, we, we finally hit the point. Um, I guess this is going to be like 74, 73, 74-ish episodes in that, uh, Old Todd is finally out of things in the, the backlog, the buffer. Uh, longtime listeners will be familiar with what I'm talking about, but basically, you know, I record these whenever I feel like it, think about it, have a topic, and I'm in my car and feel like driving. Um, and as of late, I've been releasing them about once a week, so I end up with, you know, some extras that, you know, are sort of my safety net in case I, you know, can't think of something cool to talk about that week. I can, you know, go into the archives for something unreleased and drop it out there. Um, the episode I dropped this morning about board games was the last one that I had in stock, so to speak. So, um, I'm gonna go ahead and record this. So if uh, nothing else happens, I've got at least something to drop on Wednesday. Um, kind of had a little bit of a, uh, brainstorming session, uh, with, uh, one of the daughters and, and my wife yesterday, as far as, you know, hey, um, I'm kind of running out of steam topics, whatever you want to call it. Um, you guys have anything in particular you think I should talk about or would be interesting to talk about? And there are a couple ideas bandied about and, and, and I think they're good ideas and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll get to some of them at some point. Um, but later on in conversation, it, it, it basically came out, you know, Abby's like, listen, just, you know, don't, don't overthink it. Don't stress it. Like, yes, if you have, you know, a cohesive topic or a great idea for a show, by all means do that. But, you know, if you're basically what she said is, you know, the folks that are, you know, subscribed and listening to me are subscribed and listening to me because I'm, you know, random dude talking about stuff on his drive to and from work. Um, you know, it's not like my podcast has an overarching topic that, you know, I need to hold true to, or, you know, have some sort of, uh, you know, brand identity situation happening. It, it is what it is. Um, you know, when, you know, one week you're talking about board games and the previous week you're talking about, you know, your favorite, you know, Utopia album. And the week before that was God only knows what it is. When you're randomly talking about American Girl dolls and or divorces, you know, consistency is not really my jam. And she's got a point. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to the basics and just ramble about, you know, what I've got going on. And there, there will still be topics and Hopefully it's enjoyable and you guys, you know, dig it. But uh, based on the theory that, you know, you guys are here listening to hear me talk about whatever, I'm going to talk about whatever, and we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, so I suppose today, in, in, in keeping with the random rambling topicness uh, I've just set the stage for, um, let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, semi-current events, and uh, I'm not talking about news headlines or, you know, 
any kind of heavy, you know, policy or politics or any of that kind of stuff. I'm talking, you know, local events, like super local events, like local events for me and my household. Um, and so basically what I'm going to do now is bitch about my basement. Um, cause it's, it's been, it's been a painful experience for, for months now. Um, and it's a story to tell, so I'll tell it and, you know, maybe it'll be, you know, a little therapeutic to get it off my chest. Who knows? Uh, but the situation is thus. Um, we live in a condo unit, townhouses. Um, we're in one of the end units. Um, so, you know, three of our four walls are to the outside world. And the fourth wall is with our neighbor, whom I'm not going to get into because that's not relevant to the story. Um, but we're an end unit. It's a, it's, you know, it's a, a two story townhouse with a, with a basement. Um, the basement is half finished. And just so I'm clear, half of the basement is a finished basement, you know, with walls and the ceiling is all pretty and nice. Uh, the other half is not, uh, I say that as clarification because it's not like, Oh, well, we started to finish the basement, only got halfway done and said, screw it. Not that half finished. Um, half of the basement is, you know, been finished for, you know, recreation space as opposed to, you know, the raw block walls and open joists and so, or so forth of, you know, just a typical basement. Um, the, the basement serves a pretty key function in, in our household in that the finished side is essentially what most folks would probably consider, you know, the, the living room in that we've got, you know, a comfy couch and that's where our TV is and all of the, you know, video units and things that connect to, you know, the Amazon Prime and Netflix and, you know, all that sort of stuff and where the various video game systems are set up. It's, you know, sort of the, what back in the day we used to call a rumpus room. Um, I don't know if anyone calls them that anymore. I'm not really sure how many people did call them that or if that's some sort of local Ohio situation. Um, not sure that I'm curious enough to do any real research on that, but if, you know, if you're listening to me and you're not in Ohio and you're familiar with Rumpus Room, shoot me a line, let me know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm mildly curious. Um, or if you have some other name for a place where people hang out and waste time and do whatever, let me know what that, let me know what you guys call it. Um, you know, we have a proper living room on the first floor when you enter that, the condo, uh, you know, that we've got comfy couches and seats in, um, it just does not have our TV. Um, it is for us to hang out with people, uh, or each other, uh, and pay attention to each other and or our guests or whatever. It's, it, you know, we, we've made a conscious decision to not have a TV in there. Um, you know, you can sit and converse amongst yourselves. Um, it's a very comfortable place to read. Um, we haven't made much use of it as of late, but we do have one of those large, um, all in one console, um, record player, phonograph radio, uh, situations. Um, that's, you know, handsome wood from 
I gotta think probably somewhere in like this from like the 60s or other you know it's it's a good you know meter high half meter deep two meters wide um, with like a, a record player you know a turntable on one side and a little radio deal and, and a place to store store your albums um, I apologize if I've thrown you off with the metric system there um, for those of you not fond of the metric system a you should get fond of the metric system and B just replace the word meter with yard and you're close enough it's not like I measured the thing it, they're approximations but it's a big old honking unit um, and the point I'm getting to is the living room is a great place to listen to some records um, you know one of the things that I enjoy that uh, you know I have in common with with my father is you know he would he'd go into you know the room where he had his uh, stereo equipment set up and he'd put on an album and he would sit in his chair and just listen to music um, which is a pretty fantastic thing to do um, even myself I sometimes have a hard time doing that just listening to music normally there's music on while I'm doing any number of other things uh, but it's nice to just put on music and just sort of sit and listen to the music and enjoy it. Um, and our living room is set up in such a way as that that's an option. Or you can listen to music while you're reading or, you know, playing a game or whatever. Um, but, like I said, we've made a conscious decision to not put the TV there. Um, mainly for the reasons I just mentioned, social reasons, to, to have that space... This is going to sound pretentious, but be a little more pure, so to speak. Not, not have it cluttered with the distraction of television. Uh, but also being on an end unit and with that room facing the main window that leads out to the street. Uh, one thing you notice walking down our road is that most of the windows as you're walking down, you can look right over and you can see, you know, neighbor's big ass TV and you can see what they are watching. You can see all of their gear. I mean, knock on whatever you want to, wood or otherwise, but you know, we've not been, you know, robbed, but putting a giant screen with all of your fancy electronics, you know, essentially in a window display has never been a thing that's really appealed to us. Um, and we don't want the TV in there anyway. So it is downstairs. Um, and it works out well for us. Hooray. Um, the finished side is also where Abby has her, her office space. Um, she's, you know, gotten some, some, some nice furniture from Ikea and has it all customized to her, her, her needs and desires with shelving and pegboards. And it's got her computer set up there and all that. And it's, it's very nice, very comfy for her. She enjoys it. Again, it's away from most of the things. Um, while giving her the option to, if she wants to, you know, have some television on in the background while she's working, she's got that option. Uh, you know, and it, again, it, it, it puts utility into that space and kind of takes it away from the main living area, but is adjacent to the relaxation space, uh, whatever sense that might make to you. Um, so that's the key piece for the, the, the finished basement. It's worked out for us. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I guess the last thing I'll throw out is that the couch we have in the, the, you know, the basement, rec room, rumpus room, whatever you want to call it, uh, 
is one that folds out into, you know, a, a, a bed-like arrangement. Um, so it also can serve as a guest room. We've not had to leverage it for that much. But if we do need another person, you know, if somebody, we're going to have somebody stay over, we have accommodations for them down on the, you know, the, the finished side of the basement. The unfinished side of the basement is essentially my domain. Um, again, Abby, Abby had the place before she met me. It's, you know, I, technically her place. Um, that she has invited me into and it is now our place. Um, but the thing about basements and storage is when you move into a place and, oh, I need to store this in the basement, you just kind of find an available space and slide it in there as things come up that you need stored. Um, has been my general experience. I don't know, maybe some people have, you know, fantastic organizational systems and have everything sort of sequestered off and um, you know, allocated just so from the get-go and then stick to that system. But in most cases, in my experience, like, oh, this needs stored somewhere. Oh, there's a space in the basement. Throw, you know, we'll put it wherever. Um, so you eventually get to a spot to where you have a bunch of things stored in your basement, but they're maybe not in the most uh, organized or easy to locate fashion. Um, which up until very recently, and I'll get to why it's changed, has been the case for us. Um, so a lot of storage, that's also, you know, where the, uh, the furnace is, that's where the, the water heater is, uh, the washer and dryer for, for laundry facilities are, and a bunch of storage. Uh, quick side note, um, it is a water heater, not a hot water heater. Uh, the purpose of a water heater is to make water hot. If you have hot water, you don't necessarily need it heated. Um, this sounds incredibly pedantic, um, especially as I say it out loud, but it's one of those things that when somebody says it, I, I, I twitch a little. Uh, when I was in high school, I took uh, several years of drafting, um, which incidentally may come back around in this story later, um, which included some architecture and my, my drafting teacher, you know, made a point of it. You know, we were drawing a floor plan and he's like, you know, you're putting, you know, utilities and, and various appliances places. And one of the guys said, oh, there's the hot water heater. He, you know, had a whole big spiel about what I just said. It's not a hot water heater. It's a water heater. And that, for whatever reason, stuck with me. So whatever. If you want to see me twitch, call call the thing that heats your water, a hot water heater. And, you know, you, maybe that's entertaining for you. Um, anyway, it's a very utilitarian space. Um, with all of these, you know, appliances and, and, you know, very practical devices and then just a bunch of raw, semi-random storage. Um, like I said, the walls are, you know, largely unpainted concrete block. Um, the, you know, the ceiling, you can see the joists um, that, that form the framework for the, the ceiling, you know, the floor above me. Um, you know, very, very, uh, very raw, very utilitarian space. Um, and I have, in the time that I've been living there, slowly adapted that to be my place to be. Um, because I was able to sort of arrange things and make some space for me to set up a little table. Um, that's where I, you know, assemble and paint my miniatures. Um, if I want to sit down on my computer, you know, 
and work on a thing, that's where I go. Um, I'm very specifically not referring to it as my man cave, um, because I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about that term in general. Like, it's not actually a cave, it's my place to be, there's not really anything specifically manly about it. Uh, it's just where I, where I go and do my thing when I want or need to be, you know, by myself. That's, that's my, my place. Um, partly because it's away from everything else and I can go over there and close the door and turn on my music and, you know, not bother anyone else. Um, it's partly because I can go over there and close the door and not be bothered by anyone else. Um, but really one of the key draws to it is that it is a cat-free zone. Uh, we've got two cats, um that the girls got when both they and the cats were young. Um, and they're fine cats. I got, I got nothing inherently against cats or these cats in particular. Um, but cats, as you may well know, are not dogs. Um, dogs are creatures that you can train to act in a certain way and behave themselves and you know, go places or not go places as you, you know, train them accordingly. Uh, cats don't give a shit, um, and it's nigh on impossible to try and make them give a shit. Um, which means, in our case, um, if you have a nice thing, it will get shredded via cat claws to the point of unusability, um, or chewed on, or hairballed upon or chat upon or whatever. Um, it also means that in any area that has not been specifically restricted from them being able to enter it will also end up with a fine layer of cat hair. Um, these things are not bonus items when you are assembling and painting tiny you know, metal or plastic dolls that I call miniatures. Um, I can't do my miniature thing up at the kitchen table because the cats will try to chew on the miniatures, which ruins them. They will try and drink my paint water, which will get hair all over the, in the water and or poison the cats. Um, they will leave hair everywhere, which will get into the paints and the glue and stuff. Like, it's just a bad scene. Um, and the unfinished side of the basement is completely sealed off from cats, so I don't have to worry about any of that. Um, there's the occasional bit of dust, but dust I can deal with. Massive amounts of fur, less so. Having shit being chewed up, clawed, destroyed is just not acceptable for, for what I'm doing there. So that's, that's the key draw there. Um, and like I said, it gives me a place to go and do my things. Um, that I can't necessarily do just wherever in the house. Uh, which brings us around to the whole re rationale for the story and why this is current events and why I um, am, I was going to say moderately frustrated, but that's, that's underselling it. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm rapidly getting towards, uh, you know, seriously annoyed to moderately pissed off with the situation. And it is thus, um, the stairwell to the basement is on the outside wall, you know, 
we're on an end unit. We have, you know, one, the long side of the house is an exterior wall and the stairs downstairs run parallel to that. Um, we had noticed that the drywall in the stairwell on the exterior wall seemed to be bowing in a rather, you know, uncomfortable fashion. Uh, did not give us good vibes. Wonder what that's about. And in, you know, looking at that and then checking that same wall on the unfinished side, um, there are, there were cracks in the, in the concrete along the mortar lines as sort of stair step, uh, cracks and living in a condo, um, you know, one of the, the magical aspects of living in a condo and we reviewed the condo rules on this front is that the way it works is anything from the drywall in towards the center of the house is our responsibility. Uh, so basically if the plumbing dies, you know, there's a break in the plumbing, the, you know, the duct work, you know, any of the utilities, it's on us to fix it and, and pay for that. Anything that is from the drywall out to the outside world is the condo's responsibility to deal with. And given that the wall is bowing and cracking, this is strict. This is firmly in the hey, the condo needs to fix this. So, while the downside is oh crud, I think you know our house is sinking and collapsing to a small degree um, is never a good feeling. You know we can kind of you know cheer ourselves up a little bit in that well we ain't gotta pay for it. So you know we call the condo folk and say hey listen we got this situation this wall does not look good we need somebody to come out and look at this um, and thus begins the tale of frustration um, because there's you know a condo you know, there's like a board for the homeowners the condo association and there's like a you know condo maintenance dude I am not gonna say his name I don't know what his official title is but. He's the guy that, hey, we need the condo to, you know, association to deal with this issue. He's the guy you call to make those arrangements. And, you know, Abby calls and leaves a message, and, or maybe it was an email. I don't know. Can't remember. Again, this was months ago. Not that I'm bitter. Um, left a message in some form with this person saying, hey, here's our situation. This is not great. We want to try and stay ahead of this so the house doesn't collapse around us. You need to get somebody out here to look at this. Um, for which we heard nothing for like a week or two until Abby eventually, you know, called the dude and got him on the phone. I think she sent an email initially because she, when she called him, she's like, hey, did you get my email? And he's like, oh, yeah, that. Like, okay, you got the email, but you didn't respond or reply or even acknowledge this. I gotta call you like a week and a half later for you to do anything. You're an asshole. She didn't say that. She's far too kind for that. Uh, I am right now saying this guy's an asshole. Um, you you've got a job. Do your job. That's you know pretty basic, I think. Um, but he eventually you know gets gets you know a guy to come out. Um, again, I'm not looking to endorse specific, uh, you know, companies or, or name, particular names. Um, but it's, you know, a basement restoration guy, um, who's in that line of work comes out to, you know, check stuff out and he's an excellent guy. I got nothing but nice things to say about, him. um, comes out and looks and he's like, yeah, 
go looks on the unfinished side. He's like, yeah, this is not good. We, you know, there are things we can do to, you know, keep your house from collapsing. Um, this side over here at the bottom of the stairs on the finished side, we're going to have to have that drywall taken out to, uh, to see what's behind it, to see, you know, if that's any different or better or worse to make a full thing. Um, which is not his line of work. Like he's not the drywall removal guy. He's the basement restoration dude, um, structure and so forth. Um, and so he's like, I'm going to you know, call the condo. They've got like a handyman type dude who will come out and take this out. Uh, you know, and I'm, you know, I'd stayed home from work to let him into the house to do his thing. Um, and like I said, dude, dude, dude was good. He was, he was solid. He, you know, was very, very professional and explained things. Cause I'm like, so what is, what does this look like? What do you do for this? And he's like, really, I'm not supposed to, you know, get into any details with you. Cause you know, let's face it. I don't work for you. I work for the condo. Um, I, you know, I've got to get, I work out the details with them, but just so that, you know, and he kind of roughly outlines what it is, which is, you know, we put in these beams, we reinforce them here and there, whatever. And he mentioned that, you know, because the stairwell, you know, the stairs are along the wall that they have to do a thing with, the way they've got to brace that basically involves putting a beam on the non-wall side of the stairs, like where there's currently a dry, just a interior drywall wall, um, putting a beam there and cross bracing it under the steps. And so he says, you know, we're gonna have to get the drywall out at the bottom of the stairs on the walls that, you know, are the exterior walls but we're also going to have to take out a chunk of this interior wall so that we can brace under the stairs and make all that happen. I'm like, okay. Um, and he takes notes and measurements and, you know, figures it all out. And he's like, you know, I'll let the condo folk know so they can get, you know, their thing going. Cool. Um, and he does, you know, and you know, like days to a week later, Again, Abby calls the condo, like, hey, this dude came out and looked at stuff and said he was going to work with you to get the next step going. Where are we at on that? And again, dude whose job it is to be on top of it was like, oh, yeah, I should probably call whoever. Like, dude's just useless, if I haven't made that clear. Um, but he does get his handyman to come out. And again, I stayed home from work to facilitate him getting into the house and doing his thing. And again, that particular worker dude was fantastic, very professional, very personable, came, did his thing, was very tidy about it, like, it was great, um, but, you know, he shows up, and he's like, all right, what are we doing here, and I'm like, did you not talk to the condo guy who told you why you're here and what you're doing, or, and, or to the basement restoration guy, like, I shouldn't be telling you what you're here to do, he's like, oh, well, I know roughly I'm supposed to do this, and he was taking out the drywall at the bottom of the stairs, but made no mention of the interior wall. And I'm there in the awkward position of, I'm not officially supposed to know about the interior wall thing. And so if I tell you to do that, I don't want to get basement restoration guy in trouble. But if I don't tell you, it's not going to happen. So, uh, so I ended up not saying anything. So dude takes out the walls that he knows about. Um, and again, did a fine job. Hooray. Um, and then we need restoration guy to come back out and look at the wall. Now that the drywall's out to, uh, 
see what that's like. And he gets there and he's like, why is this chunk of interior wall still here? I thought we need to get rid of that. I'm like, yeah, I understood that. Um, did you tell condo dude? He's like, no, I absolutely did. He's like, yeah, apparently he didn't tell his other guy. And since I didn't officially know that that was a thing, I didn't say anything. He's like, okay, well, we're gonna have to get dude back out here to do that. Which took another week plus of cajoling condo guy to make that happen. Um, after which it took about another week or more to get condo guy to bring out basement restoration dude. Uh, cause he had to get, you know, engineering drawings and signed off by this or that and the other thing, uh, before he could do his piece. Um, meanwhile, you know, you, you go into our house and the, you know, going down the stairs to the basement, it looks like you're descending into a dungeon now. Um, you know, the exterior walls are not only raw block, but cracked and like visibly bowing. Like it's not, it, it's, it's bad. And then, you know, you, that's on the, the left side as you're walking down, you look to the right and there's a giant hole that looks into the rec room area of things. Um, this also means that the cats can now get into the basement. Um, and because of the where that wall is, that the wall that previous the interior wall that was previously there served as a portion of what blocked off the unfinished side. So pretty much at that point, I the cats can now get everywhere. Prior to everybody coming out and doing, you know, once the basement guy came out originally to look at things and take measurements, he's like, yeah, everything you have stored on these two walls has got to go for us to be able to do our thing. So we had to get a storage unit and pack up all of our stuff, which included most of my things that comprise portions of my hobbies and or things that I do to, you know, relax and keep myself as chill as I can, um, are all loaded up in a storage unit and inaccessible. And even if I had those things, I can't do any of them because the goddamn cats can get in there and screw it all up for me. Um, and we've been in that state for at least a month and a half now. Um, I'm getting closer to home, so I'm going to try and you know, wrap this up a little bit. So, present circumstances are, basement restoration guy has come out. He has put in the beams. The house is no longer in any sort of, you know, risk of collapse or further, you know, crumblings, which is good. Um, but all, you know, handyman dude is supposed to come back out and put back up, you know, the drywall in the, in the basement stairwell and to fix the interior wall, um, of which they now need to do slightly differently than they did before because there are now, you know, five inch square steel beams running at various places to reinforce everything. Um, which has yet to happen. Um, despite Abby calling condo dude to be like, uh, let's make this happen. Where are we at? And of course it's crickets because condo dude is a fucking moron and irresponsible and non-responsive and essentially a useless piece of shit, uh, in my opinion. And 
I would apologize for all the expletives, but you, you're listening to this podcast. This should not be new information for you. Um, and I expect, if nothing else, um, one of my nieces that regularly listens will probably get a kick out of me, you know, swearing like a sailor. Um, every time I go on a tear like this, they end up like, oh, Todd, you're so funny. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm actually kind of pissed, but I'm glad you found it entertaining. I guess we all win. Um, so that's the current state of bi- state of business. Now, the if there's a plus side to this, it's that because they've finished putting in all the beams and stuff, essentially the unfinished they they're like done with the unfinished side of the basement. So I'm able to rearrange things, do stuff over there. Like it's still open to the cats and everything, but it's not in a state of, you can't do anything over here because we need all this open space to be able to do the work, if that makes sense. Um, one of the things that I'm, I try, I'm trying to do as part of this process is use it as an opportunity to optimize the basement storage situation. Uh, like I said earlier, normally you just oh, I have a thing, I'll throw it in the basement in whatever first available space is, so it's all kind of disorganized and not super tidy. Well, when you have to empty the whole basement out, it gives you an opportunity to put things back in an organized fashion. Uh, It also gives you an opportunity to look at the thing, oh, crap, this has been down here buried for the past, you know, seven years. It gives you that chance to go, do I really need to hold on to this, or can this just go away? Um, So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the other thing is, is I'm, I was looking to build some shelving because we had a bunch of stuff in the, you know, those giant oversized Tupperware storage type things that were just stacked. Um, and it's hard to get to them because invariably what you need is in the bottom one of the stacks. You got to move seven of them to get to it. I'm like, if I build some shelves and put them on shelves, if it's on the bottom, I can just skip straight to it. Um... So this past weekend, I built me some shelves. Uh, what was once, um, I believe, 14 8-foot 2-by-4s and two 4-by-8 sheets of plywood is now a three-tiered shelf system, uh, about 2 feet deep, 8 feet wide, three tiers that go about 6 feet tall, all told, um, which was nice. That was good to, you know, work with my hands and felt a sense of accomplishment from that, uh, which is now in there and arranged. And I've started to, you know, put things just so, and it kind of also allows me to recreate my personal space in a way that best suits my needs as opposed to, well, I'll move these things around and make a small space for me to do things in and just adapt to that. I I can now adapt the environment to what I'm trying to do which again is pretty groovy and pretty cool um, and will be super awesome just as soon as they build the rest of the walls and I can, you know, enclose it and make it cat-free once again um, and secluded. Again, it's not that I'm going there to hide from anybody, but when I'm down there, I really like to jam out to some music. Um, I'm a rock and roll guy. I like a certain amount of volume and that is not compatible with an open wall slash the door is no longer in place and people are on the other side of it listening to their, you know, trying to listen to their television. 
Um, it's not fair to them to drown out their television with my music, and it's not fun for me to have to listen to their ridiculous sitcom overriding my music. Um, the difference being, I can put on headphones and listen to music anywhere. If they want to watch TV, that's the only place they can do it. So, for me, they win that fight, and that's fine. That's as it should be. Uh, but I'm looking forward to having a door and walls up again so I can, you know, sit down there, jam out, paint some miniatures, and not bother anyone while I'm doing it. Um, at some point in the future, I'll let you know when that happens, and you can just see what the delta is between when this podcast drops and when you finally hear about it, and you will, you know, then know my frustrations, because uh, I, I just don't envision it happening anytime soon, because uh, Condo Guy's a slacker. Because um, even once he gets on the stick and starts making calls to make it happen, the person who's going to actually do the work has to be available, and then there's the time taken to actually perform the work. Um, and it, like I said, it's not just going to be, oh, slap up a couple of pieces of drywall because they've got beams everywhere. They now need to engineer how they're going to put that stuff up. Uh, when they brace those into, you know, they dug holes in the ground to put the beams in, which they then filled with concrete. And that's all great. But up top, they had to like brace the beam into the joists with wood which meant the ceiling in the finished side of the basement, they had to cut giant chunks out of, which are now wide open, and they're going to have to redo that as well, which is really going to annoy me because that then impacts Abby's office area. Um, I hope it doesn't come to it, but I've got a real sense that she's going to end up having to basically disassemble and displace her office area for them to do this, and... It annoyed me to be deprived of my, for lack of a better word, workspace. But that was what I did and where I went to, you know, um, do my leisure activities, my hobbies. Um, I'm not making a living painting miniatures. Um, they wreck Abby's space and, you know, they are now officially fucking with her livelihood. And I know that's going to obviously not make her happy. It's going to piss me right off if this turns into some extended situation to where she's not able to live her best life because, you know, some people can't get their schedules together. Um, so hopefully we'll be able to avoid all that. and They'll get it scheduled and it'll be, oh, two days, bing, bang, boom, we're done. Um, based on previous performance, I'm not sure how much hope I have for that being the actual case though so um that's the basement debacle aren't you glad you didn't ask um I'd mentioned earlier drafting and how that might come back into play and this is actually a piece that Abby thought I should talk about in this particular thing and that I think is just likely to be god-awfully boring but I've got a little bit of drive left so I'll, I'll bring it up um I took three years of drafting in high school because I enjoyed it and I'm good at it and frankly I still enjoy it and if I could get a career as a draftsman I probably would consider that um, and when I say drafting I mean taping paper to a drafting table and using you know physical triangles and pencils to do technical drawings of you know buildings and machines 
uh, old school draftsman, like you picture, you know, from a movie in the 50s kind of a thing. It was great. I loved it. it, it it's fantastic. Um, it's one of the reasons that when I joined the Navy, I became an engineering aide because one of the, you know, three key components of what makes an engineering aid is drafting and I had done it and I enjoyed it and I'm like, I can do this. Um, but when I went to A school for my official training in that capacity, uh, we did do, you know, normal drafting, but we also learned CAD. Uh, that's computer assisted, uh, design. Um, it's software that lets you basically do drafting without mucking about with paper and pencils and erasers and so forth. It's, you know, the digital version. Um, of which I was super good at it because I'm good at drafting and I'm good with computers. And there were people in my, you know, um, battalion who may have been good draftsmen but sucked with computers. Um, and so I did real well there, um, probably too well, because uh, that ended up being all I did the entire time I was in the Navy was the know, the department's computer dude. Um, I rarely got to go do surveys. Um, I had to fight to be able to go do stuff in the soils lab, but whatever. Point being, with the basement so dismantled and emptied, um, I took a, like I said, I'm looking to optimize the situation and figure out, you know, what we, what we can do to make good use of the space. So I took a crap load of measurements and sketched it out on paper. Um, and then hopped on the good old internet, because we have that nowadays, to look for free CAD programs, and sure enough, found one, uh, and drew up a floor plan of the unfinished side of the basement to scale, um, and figured out, okay, if I build this shelving unit and can move it around and, you know, relocate it and stuff, it didn't take long, it was super not impressive, Abby seems to think it's just, it was just cool as hell, but, uh, I, you know, she draws way more awesome things than I do, um, it got the job done. Uh, in retrospect, it was probably pretty unnecessary uh, because at the end of the day, you know, I built, uh, you know, a two by eight shelf, three tiers, six foot high. That is essentially a carbon copy of the exact same shelf that we had in the basement before all this started. Um, <laughs> we had it. It worked out well. It was in a stupid location, so I've got it moved. But when I went to go figure out, oh, what am I going to do with these, you know, to build shelves? I'm like, it came down to, well, if I just recreate this one and put it along this wall, that kind of solves my problem. Cool. Uh, I did all this drafting for nothing. Um, but it was fun. I now have, you know, a free AutoCAD situation on my computer if I ever do have legit need for it. Uh, so that's fun. Um, and it was nice to play around in CAD again. Uh, it was interesting to see what I remembered from that and what I'd forgotten. Um, a lot more was forgotten than what was remembered, uh, just so that you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's the latest uh, basement local drama for me. Um, and I just pulled into the house, and I think I've exhausted this topic, so that's timed out well, I think. Um... I hope some of you found this enjoyable. Um, if nothing else, you know, you got to hear me swear a bunch about a dude um, and whine and complain about, you know, losing my area to hang out and do cool stuff in, I guess. I don't know. Look look for your own silver linings. It's all good. Um, 
Thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you continue to listen. Tell your friends, hey, if you want to listen to this guy, you know, bitch about random things, uh, there's this thing called the Toddcast. Uh, point him in all the, the right places to find it. Um, until next time, I hope all of you have a good one. And that's it. <laughs>